Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the Journey to Truth show. Now, with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening. But the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body, and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you. Hey, you're listening to Journey to Truth podcast. Tonight we have on Ellen McDougall, who is founder of Power Energetics, which is located out of Maui, Hawaii, which is where she's coming from right now. Uh, I love doing these things, uh, you know, halfway across the world, even though it's still part of the United States. It's so cool connecting with everybody. Um, and energy or power energetics is uh, energy healing. And we'll turn it over to you and let you kind of describe what that is. And uh and tell us how you developed this skill, and we'll go from there. Ah, uh, well, aloha, aloha. Tyler Aaron. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks I really appreciate us. it. Um, I am the founder of Power Energetics, and I developed a quantum uh, wellness uh, healing system that adjusts your body, mind, soul, and spirit. We um, balance your energy so that you experience peace and harmony. And this allows your true self to emerge from your symptoms, anything that's bothering you and any blocks between you and your goals. Um, it is a form of quantum healing. So it's beyond time and space and it offers instant results. And I'm looking forward to disrupting the healthcare market and replacing at least treatments with um, kind of in integrative functional medicine. Uh, that's what I, where I feel like everything's going. I mean, even Dr. Oz said this is the biggest thing in the next decade. So I am excited to be kind of in the, the ground floor, you know, the roots level of energy medicine and i was fortunate enough to study with many great healing masters including don juan from the carlos castaneda books and nice. the real life grasshopper from the kung fu series back in the 70s wow amongst many others and um i was really blessed because i had to um figure it out for myself because i tried everything western and nothing worked for me so i was set on a course to discover everything. I was really, um, came from mainstream America. I uh, 
definitely um, didn't look at anything alternative. I know when I first heard about anything like what I'm doing, I dismissed it as those guys must be con artists. So I wouldn't even hear it. Like it wasn't even, you know, so I was heavily programmed, obviously, at the time. And um, it's been an interesting journey, really fascinating, really um, exciting. And uh, I've really managed to uh, cultivate a healing system that gets really good results. And I'm excited to share it with everybody. Yeah. So I've already personally experienced this technique uh, from your Facebook Live last Sunday. And let me tell you, it was amazing. And we can go into that in a minute. I also want to thank you for making it clear that you're trying to disrupt the healthcare industry because now, now you just got us censored. <laughs> yeah, we get censored all the time. I'm, I'm kidding. No, but it's true. It, that, that, is a, that is an issue. I mean, really, we do need to start things up right now with that. Because if you're not getting censored, you're not um, yeah. speaking of the truth. <laughs> you're not doing you're, it right you're not doing something right no. you're not getting attacked and censored i agree with that it's just a sign you know i said that on the last podcast that, that just means we're winning yeah. because they're threatened you know they, exactly. yeah i i believe i heard that that um youtube and facebook both bought big pharmaceutical companies so they've kind of started Yep. Um, working alternative medicine out of the algorithms. And then also um, people that I know on YouTube, even with over 1 billion views, got their whole channel taken down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're speaking some truth and that threatens the norm. I, I find it really interesting that um, you can tell where the heart of all of this is. The opposition, we'll just call it at the moment. It's like um, they don't want people to be empowered. They don't want people to know the truth. They don't want people to be healthy. They don't want people to have a good life. They don't, you know, it's yeah. like, what kind of person is like that? Like, who thinks like that? Who, you know, other than um, people that are heavily programmed or conditioned or um, kind of under, as Laura would say, mind control. It's very... Um, very interesting and so i really came out of that mind control space where you know first i was awakened and i was raised without god so i went from like no spirit world completely third dimensional into yeah. like boom all at once <laughs> what yes. yeah yeah <laughs> i was ecstatic and on cloud nine for i would say at least eight months i was just i couldn't believe that life was so much more than i'd ever dreamed or believed it could be it was so fascinating. Yeah, that's so awesome to hear. I love hearing other people's stories of the, their, you yes. know, their own awakening because, uh, yeah, there is so much more out there, so much more. And it, you know, for the longest time, if you're not, if you are in that 3D program, like I used to be, like many of us, you just really don't think that there is anything else. And you don't even really know what you're doing. You're just yeah. going through the motions. Like, oh, we come here, we die, and that's it. But now when you start realizing the greater purpose and that, like, we don't really die, and, this, yeah. and it's just amazing. How did your awakening uh, lead you to develop your feelings or go diving into that uh, understanding of there are other ways to heal? Well, you know, 
you, you said you were just kind of walking around and just you're just kind of barely there. I, I felt like um, I call it my collecting data phase. It was like I was not connecting any dots. I was just going out having experiences. And um, back then, I like to have a really good time. So I was collecting really good time data. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. That's amazing. And, um, you know, I, I think through that process, I kind of, um, I was really into the Celestine Prophecy. I was into um, uh, Wayne Dyer, um, Gary Zukoff. I was really kind of, I was open to that stuff. Like my dad, even though my mom was a reformed Catholic, atheist and evolution and behaviorist, when they got divorced, I was in my twenties and he started going to Unity Church and that seemed to like, he was, that was the happiest time he was alive, really. <laughs> and, um, and he was dating like a psychic before I even knew what that one, what, what it, that was or anything. And um, I don't really consider myself psychic. I consider myself empathic and, and kind of a channel for the sacred heart and uh, a defining rod kind of that, you know, like I don't need to really do the test for kinesiology anymore. I can just feel it in my core. I, I went through a, an awakening, like that kind of an, kind of a near-death experience that seemed to wake me up, which um, happened in uh, right before my birthday in 1996. And I was driving up to the first Grateful Dead show after Jerry Garcia died. Nice. And um, I had all this jewelry I had made that I was going to sell. And I was meeting my friend in Oakland. And I'm from Detroit, so we know how to drive in Michigan. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was like coming around a corner and it was like five in the morning. I'm driving from San Diego to Oakland, California, like near San Francisco. And um, <laughs> I came around this 90 degree bend and it was raining. And these big boulders came crashing down the mountain into my car. Whoa. And I lost. Yeah, I lost complete control over the car. It was fishtailing all over the place because the wet roads and you know it never rains in california so it, when it does it's really slick and then I, I read the sign it says narrow bridge ahead and i'm like oh my god i have no control over the car i'm thinking all of a sudden i hear somebody scream at me as if there was somebody in the car with me and there wasn't and um they said you know how to drive in the snow and so when they said that, I just started driving backwards and I got control of the car and pulled it over the side of the road. I had two flat tires on the passenger side. The rims were totally <laughs> So I was like, oh my God. First of all, oh my God, I just heard a voice. <laughs> then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where did that come from? And it saved my life. Um, now I can look back and say, I, you know, my grandfather, I think it was my grandfather, Frank, saving yeah. my life. And um, so somebody had seen my car out of control that was going the opposite direction and turned around and came back to, um, he thought he was going to find me dead. And instead he found me trying to change my spare tire, even though I, I needed two <laughs> spare tires. So he drove me to the tire shop and I just had a series of miracles. It was like, um, I didn't have much money on me. I was, you know, young and in college and I'm like, I have $35 on me. And he was just <laughs> I needed two tires and I needed two rims, basically. Yeah. So he pounded out the rims and he put on two used tires and he drove me out to my car and he put them on my car and he's like, follow me back to the 
to the shop and I did. And he goes, that'll be $35. please." <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, that is a miracle. So I gave him the money yeah. and I took off and I only had a quarter tank of gas. So I called like, um, my friend and I, I didn't get to talk to him because it was so early in the morning, but I left a message what was going on. And so he sent me some money. So I kept driving and then all of a sudden I'm pulling or I'm on like the 101 North and I'm coming through this valley called King City and I see a double rainbow and I saw from the beginning to the end of the rainbow and I thought, wow, you know, I've never seen the beginning to the end. I've, and I just pretended like I was a little ball of light and I was like dancing all over the rainbow and hugging and kissing it and loving it and just kind of blissing out with the rainbow, right? And I was like, wow, it just dinged. It was like a little light went on and said, you know, earlier I let myself feel fear for the first time. I didn't push it away when I was almost dying on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just let it, I allowed myself to feel it and let it go. And, <clears throat> and it was the same with the beauty of that rainbow. I allowed myself to feel it and I let it go. And I, I was like, wow, that's really trippy, you know? And so I, we get to um, my friend's house in Oakland and I took a shower and then we went to the show and we get to the show and I'm walking around. Everybody's super sad because Jerry Garcia just died and it was the first time we were all together since that happened. This guy came up to me and he's like, you are from Ocean Beach, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And he goes, here you go. And he gave me tickets to go inside the show for free. And I was like, oh my oh, God, nice. another miracle. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went inside, we had a great time. And then the next day I woke up and I was like in this nonstop deja vu. Like I knew what was going to happen before it even happened. And it was like constant. It didn't stop. And I was like, wow, I really feel safe for the first time ever. I know what's going to happen. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it kind of went on from there. Like I just kept having these magical and mystical experiences. I was already praying a lot and I was getting my prayers answered. So I felt very connected to spirit and um, just like I got blessed somehow. I don't even know how it happened. I'm still wondering what on earth just happened. And um, I tell that story because I feel like that vibration or that frequency of awakening is in that story. You know, you know, I had a lot of magical mystical experiences prior to my awakening but i just kind of dismissed them like almost like disassociated from it because it was like i couldn't even i didn't have the comprehension to process what it was that was happening or something like that it was really kind of bizarre yeah, I, think. No, totally. I agree yeah. i think i think the same for me as well you know you write you write everything off as oh it was nothing or you just almost block it out and move on and just go on. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what about, I'm, I'm going to go there and ask you, what about ET experiences? Have you had any like extraterrestrial experiences or UFO sightings or anything like that? Well, I think um, as a child, probably when I was like 10 or 12 years old, I saw like a formation of ships that were way beyond where the planes were at at night, one night on the playground. I was just like, whoa. You know, that was kind of like, did I just see that or not? You know, then in 1989, uh, my boyfriend and I were visiting California and uh, we saw some ships and, you know, and he was there with me and he was confirming, yeah, we're seeing that. <laughs> you know, I even did a painting about it long ago. 
And then in uh, 92, 93, I think I told you guys about this, is uh, I was living in Las Vegas with my high school sweetheart. We were about 28, 29 years old. And he he was very, I think he might have been wide awake. <laughs> but he was very fascinated with UFOs and Area 51. He had grown up part-time in Vegas, part-time um, in Dearborn, where I grew up. He he was like, we should go out to Area 51. I hear you can just eat craps taking off and landing all night on Tuesday nights. And this was the winter of 92, 93. He talked me into moving to Vegas to uh, start a business, which it ended up breaking us up instead of bringing us together. <laughs> and, and it was like stereotypical of what you would think a ship to be. And it was um, like the ones that I saw when I was a kid and, and in California had like lights that were almost like spinning in a circle, right? But these these were like little silver flying saucers. And they even had like a full week-long expose on them the week before I left Vegas. And it was the it was the newscaster that had been there 30 years with the best reputation. And so he dismissed it for me. It was like, well, you know, we think this is just reverse engineering and that it's really the government and you know, and yeah. if I tune in and muscle test that now, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we have that yet. Maybe so, we're trying to have that, but I think so we're just kind of accommodating you things other places. You yeah. were doing this every Tuesday night, you said? Yeah, it was every Tuesday. You so we probably went. He took me at least four times I went out there. So you would just and go we were, and park and you would see UFOs every Tuesday? Yeah. Above and they were on the news. They were on the news, like, as close as I am to the camera. They had footage like that. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, and it was on 6 o'clock news by the top newscaster. Although, I have to note that the prior newscasters to that man exposing Area 51, they all disappeared. Uh, was it George Knapp that broke the, like, Bob Lazar story and... I think I would know it if I saw his picture, but I, you know, I wasn't registering things then. I wasn't putting dots together. <laughs> Just yeah. reflecting back. Well, yeah. one of Bob Lazar is the one that put Area 51 on the map as far as everyone knowing what it is um, because he came out in 89 or 88, whenever he It was came. the 80s. I don't know the year. It was the late 80s. He came out as a whistleblower saying, hey, I worked on alien spacecraft in area 51 or s4 which is actually just south of area 51 and i don't think it was him i think it was um it was a newscaster well george knapp is the, george knapp is the newscaster that like got his story out there so i think that's oh okay it could have been yeah it definitely could have been that's interesting though i i think that's that's cool i, I and it seems like i've heard a story like that before about area 51 and on a specific night, you can go and just see these ships coming and going. And uh, yeah, there were dozens, yeah. literally, every time I went, taking that's, off and landing. That's great. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. I think I did the disassociation checkout thing at that time. I was still in denial. We'll just say that. I was still in denial. So, and um, that's okay. It's okay to be there. I think a lot of people are like that. You know, a lot of people have seen things that doesn't fit in with their their paradigm and their belief system, so they just like try to explain it away in their head or block it out. 
And then years later, and I've actually talked to people who are like, yeah, and then years later when I woke up, I realized I'd seen GoPros and I had seen being, you know. 100% so. agree with that, yeah. I think that's happened yeah. to all of us. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you just forget about it entirely. You don't even know that it happened until something triggers it. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're supposed to remember. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah. Well, as the Grateful Dead used to say, well, they still say, all good things in all good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. So I went. So let's get into uh, power energetics a little bit. I just uh, uh, want you to kind of break down what what this what the process is and how you go in and actually begin to heal somebody and uh, what actually takes place during that session. Okay. Um, I would say. Um, to put it in its simplest form, I have people do a meditation that gets them out of their head, turns off their thinking, empties their mind, and turns on their feelings, and it drops their energy and their attention into their heart, and then deeper into their sacred heart. And once I get them there, then they can kind of give me a scale of if one is the worst it could be and ten it's the best it could be, where is it at on that scale? And it starts with a baseline. Um, once we get the baseline then, and the presenting issue, whether it's, you know, back pain or whatever it is, um, then I do a body scan, uh, an energetic body scan that I could do on the phone or on the computer. It's, it's again, beyond time and space. So, um, I scan their physical body, their mental body, emotional, psychological, spiritual, Scan their relationships, their health, fitness, money, finance, age, occupation, um, astrology, and trivial things. And um, you know, the the, it, it, the symptom can be localized or referred or point related, or you know, it's it's really the number one thing in energy medicine is it's never what you think it is. So <laughs> sure. the yeah. process of yeah, the process of unwrapping it is. Um, it's super fun and entertaining and it, you know, you pretty much laugh the whole entire time. It's kind of like hearing one nonstop cosmic joke about whatever it is that's going on. And um, people tend to laugh or cry or burp or fart or have to urgently <laughs> go to the bathroom or some sort of release, like physical release comes out of the body or make a sound. Like I make a lot of sounds for people. Um, and then the sacred heart has her own language too, which is really interesting. And uh, she says it's the last language. I don't know what that means, but we'll see. Time will tell. And so, I, well, go ahead. I do. I do that. Um, that scan, and um, I'm using kinesiology, but my my body just kind of reacts now. So all I have to do is kind of feel into what the other person is feeling. So I'm very precisely trained impact, so I can feel what you feel, and. Um, I just quickly for one to three seconds and then I identify it and then clear it and recycle that energy through the sacred heart. Then that person is able to heal themselves because where they've been turned off, they're now turned on and their body is able to reboot its bio computer and just kind of heal itself. So it happens very quickly and it can happen. And, you know, we have to clear out any memories 
all the layers to it and any triggers that might happen that might um, bring the issue back. And then a lot of people get emotionally attached to their pain. So we have to clear any emotional attachments around it. And um, it may come off in levels and layers or something. Sometimes maybe somebody learned how to for themselves. And it, I can teach it to a two-year-old and it's super fun. It's like playing a game or something, but instead you're healing and loving and nurturing people. And um, I can just see, I can visualize the world this way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I can too. I, I fully believe that it's going that direction. I think that all of us are going to tap into this ability and it's, it's going to be, you know, in the future, obviously it's going to be that, that paradise that we all, you know, dream of. I think, I think one day we will get there. The new earth. The new well, earth. It's here. It's here. We're just waiting to be at the frequency. It, it is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. that. And the best way, the best way to do it is really getting rid of all these symptoms and bothers and, and reaching your goals because that allows you to align with your true self, your purpose, your destiny. Then your true self emerges out of all that rubble and you can ascend and your frequency just gets higher and higher. So you attract more and more of what's good in life and that, you know, promised land, heaven on earth. Yeah, energy. Yeah. I I like Absolutely. what you, I like um, what you said about the pain having to deal with possibly like relationships or or even just relationships. Like you could have a physical pain and not even realize that the energy of that pain stems from a toxic relationship in your life, and that's something that mainstream totally just. No, miss it, and therefore will never identify the root cause of. Well, I think they do look at it in trauma, like PTSD. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in mental health, they kind of look into it, um, but they don't really take a deep enough dive into the energetics of it. I think yeah. that is really key. Um, you know, energy medicine is quantum, therefore it's beyond time and space, and it's. It's thinking about health on a holistic level throughout everywhere you've ever been, <laughs> at least your yeah. soul's been. You know what I mean? So I think nobody's really thought of health on that level yet. And it's about removing any memories you have from other lifetimes that you, you know, because we all die somehow. So we carry that trauma forward in our cells, in our quantum particles. And so it's got to be cleared out of there in order for us to have a good life. Otherwise, you know, I mean, basically, the universe will figure out your weakness and just keep poking you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so true. Yeah, wow. very true. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly because it's honestly they're they're poking you there, but it's a lesson we need to learn. It's, it's I know, but it's because it's been weak for lifetimes or generations. It could be your ancestors' weakness that you're carrying forward. You don't even know like where it's coming from. That's the other thing you can. You know, you can sympathize with somebody when you were five years old because they were in a wheelchair or something and you connected to that person's issues and you don't even know and you think it's yours and you integrate that and then you start to experience their stuff. It's really, um, consciousness is really interesting. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, and you yeah. Know, when I first heard the term ancestral healing, 
part. I had no idea what that meant when I was going through all of my awakening and, and coming to all these realizations and learning everything. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. What do you mean I'm carrying, you know, traumas from my past lives? It was, it's such a hard concept to grasp when you're, when you're new to everything. And it takes, it just takes time to really come to that understanding. So it's a great conversation to have because even people listening to this, I don't care how advanced you are or whatever, uh, we need to be reminded. And this might be new information for people. The more awake you become, the more interesting life gets. <laughs> Absolutely. Very true. Yeah. It's very true. It's not a negative thing on any level, I don't believe. No. Although it might seem yeah. like that yeah. because <laughs> uh, you wake up, you see things for what they are and might lose some friends and which I have. Um, things might get a little rough, but it's worth it because you're finally living from your true self on this like surface level more so and try to fit in with this 3d reality and get people i need people to like me and i need to fit in and all this other stuff and now i don't care at all about <laughs> any of that <laughs> like, screw all that stuff like i, I have like, amazing knowledge and i like i know about energy i know about you know all the beings and like it's not just extraterrestrials which exist but like there's dimensions and there's like it just keeps going up and it's like um i know i just know like this is not by far not all there is this reality is such a tiny minuscule um in the grand spectrum of what's what exists you know in the in the multiverse and uh our soul is like our true self who we actually are and this body is just a temper a very temporary um vessel vessel that we're yeah. temporarily experiencing and it's like you no longer fear death because you know that's not the end and we go on to much more and we've come from much more it's kind of like <laughs> you know you're, you're you go from viewing life like this to like, you know, like <laughs> with the blinders on yeah yeah like and you're looking at this like tiny pinhole and you think that's all there is and then you fear death because you think once that's done you're there's nothing and you don't realize how um constricted you've been living until yeah. until you wake up and like how much more like you said before how much more amazing life is and reality is than you ever imagined i i agree wholeheartedly i i i wanted to add too you know i i definitely had some et experiences in mount shasta i think i had one experience i was gone for about three days i don't even know what happened really yeah and uh i had another experience this was an interesting one was I was not awake, okay? but I was at a campground on Castle Lake in Mount Shasta. I went to bed early in my tent and I woke up the next day and the whole entire campground was like, oh my God, there was a ship here as big as the lake. And it was completely silent and um, they were all watching it and it just went into the lake. It went down. <laughs> really? Wow. wow. And so I was I was in town um, at the Shambhala Crystal Shop, and there's a psychic that owns that shop, and I was telling the story, and she goes, "Yeah, you weren't awake because they came for you." <laughs> <laughs> wow! Thanks for that. Yeah. I was out cold again. I just have no memory of what. And you have no memory of what happened at all. No. Have you ever tried but, to recover it? Have you ever tried to recover that memory? 
by any like hypnosis or quantum healing, you know, regression. Yeah. Well, I've definitely worked on it on a quantum level for sure. I, um, and, and I want to add this too, is like, you know, when I studied with the real life grasshopper, um, he teaches something called, well, it was you and energetics back then, but it, now it's you and method. And, um, he goes into, I mean, this causes a lot of people, a lot of health issues, uh, aliens. And I, whether they're real or imaginary, it doesn't even matter to me, but they're in another dimension. You know, it's kind of like cartoons are kind of the first dimension, <laughs> you know? So he, he taught, well, he was studying with David Icke at the time that I was studying with him. You know, he's taught us how to clear all the things that they do to cause us health problems. And that is hysterical. The whole protocol is freaking hysterical. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why is that? And I get to clear that kind of stuff every day on my clients. So it's, um, it's everything from programs and devices and cyborgs, any kind of like artificial intelligence, cyborg stuff, um, mismatching emerging body parts, so to say, surgeries, botch surgeries, laser surgeries, abductions, all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, if the person is weak to that and they, you don't even know, I'm, I'm just saying that everything on a quantum level is way beyond what you think is possible. So, um, yeah, I ended up studying with David Icke. I took a seminar when he was on Maui in 2012. It was like a 10-hour seminar. <laughs> it was like from wow. and at 10 in the morning to 10 at night or something. It was pretty crazy. And uh, that was interesting. That was very interesting. And his solution, and I'm going to concur with this, is that um, the way to make the negative ETs go away is to raise the vibration of the planet to a frequency that they can't feed off of. Right. Yeah. So just as yeah. long as we start loving one another, getting along, you know, and that all comes from within. It's not something like me against them or, you know, race against race or nationality, whatever. It's nothing like that. It's just the oneness. If we can really just fall in love with ourselves <laughs> on some level and raise our vibration, that's what it's about. And that's what's going to transform and to shift the paradigm so we do get to experience our heaven on earth and why we came here, what our destiny was, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. Very, very well said. And I, agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly because we're living it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it's once you tap into that, I guess, truth, you could call it, that you start to, you, you realize this stuff. Exactly. Um, and, and like you said, they, you know, the only reason they're even able to be here is because they're at a certain frequency. And that's why, like, through mainstream media and governments and wars and everything else there, they try to, like, trick us into fear and fighting and sad, you know, all these low vibrational states. But that's only because we don't we've forgotten that we control our ourselves and our reality and the only reason it's allowed to continue is because we we think we're victims and we think we don't have you know we don't know we have we're powerful beings and we think we're at the whims of whatever's happening and we have to be afraid and everything else that brings up a point so, that brings up a point uh, i want something i've been thinking about a lot is uh how to realize how to know if your thoughts are your own thoughts or or not because this is super prevalent right now 
Uh, even on social media, like if you're scrolling and you see a post that you agree with, and then you go to share it, even though you know it's going to trigger a bunch of people, even seeing that post, it wasn't your initial thought. Like if I wasn't scrolling, I would have never even thought about this subject. Therefore, I would have never shared it, blah, blah, blah. So if you, if you start realizing what's your thought and what's not your thought, it changes the course of your life. Even when you're just walking along and something pops into your head, uh, like I used to be a big drinker and I, the cravings will come back. And now when they come back, I literally tell that thought to leave my head. I know it's not mine. I'm like, no, you have no place here. Please leave. And it actually works. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll notice like, like five minutes later, I've lost all urges to have a drink. And it, it's just a part of the programming. It's, it's some type of entity. Influence. Entity. Yeah. yeah. And totally. there's ways to combat it, but we need to really start paying attention to our own thoughts. Right. I mean, so spirits are called spirits for a reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it opens your aura to uh, the spirit world and um, you, you get a lot of people to party with on the, on the, in the, in the spirit realm. So um, they're almost like cheerleaders cheering you on to have another drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then some people, you know, it's, it's their inner demons that are coming out, you know, where that needs to be addressed and cleared, which is something else I do. But, um, yeah, I think psychic boundaries are so important right now. Oh, my God, because it's so important to know who you are and who you're not. Yes. And, who's, and whose thoughts are you having and whose thoughts are you not having? And um, I feel like you know, to kind of reflect back on a little bit of what you said before was that I feel like, you know, the light is what unites everybody. It's what brings people together. It's what brings up the vibration. It what brings in the love. But the darkness is what divides and mm -hmm. conquers and separates and, um, and creates conflicts. Yeah. And it's conditional love if it's love at all, you know. <laughs> at all actually yeah, yeah. i know Fine. so um yeah it, it's an interesting time we're living in <laughs> yeah. yeah. it very much is that we that reminds me of uh julia bramer when we had her on the podcast she was talking about uh falling in love with meeting your spouse while you're out drinking while you're at a bar so you're essentially your entity your spirit or whoever is working through you at that time is falling in love with their entity so you're not even falling in love with each other you're it's like a false you're falling in love with the addiction or whatever it might be it's not really truly them therefore you don't really it's not truly love well it's probably falling in love with the idea of love yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. And that has happened to me in the past. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's happened to the best of us. So many things to look out for and be cautious of and be aware of. Uh, sometimes it's overwhelming to, to be, you know, have your guard up all time. You know, there is a, there is a true, there is, it is a true statement. Ignorance is bliss, but it's also dangerous. <laughs> It is, unless you're just so much in denial, you're a non-threat, which was what I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not a threat at all. <laughs> I didn't even know who I was for a long time, but I've learned. And uh, I think that's the process is, you know, getting to know yourself. People, 
society has made it like a negative to do personal development, to get to know yourself, to cultivate self-love. I've been talking about this a lot lately. It's like everything that's good for you, society has spun it into something that's negative. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it it's mind-blowing to me that we've kind of fallen for that. But um, at the same time, you know, I, I fell for it too. Like, what can you do? We're just, uh, we're just doing the best we can. <laughs> That's so true. We do. I mean, but I see, yeah, I see more and more people every day waking up to that, um, where they're realizing, wait a second, why am I just going along with these systems and like things I'm told to believe and to do? And people are like starting to slowly take their power back. I see more now than I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. For sure. The energy coming in right now. And the is energy activating yeah. people. Yeah, totally. Which do you have any do you have any opinion on on the energies, waves that we've been like the Schumann resonance and all that stuff? How does that affect a healing session or how does that affect the, your patients or clients? Um good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little stumped. I you know if I feel into it. It's um, just seems like it's uh, helping people more than hindering them, don't you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or it it, it might be hindering them because it's forcing them to deal with stuff that they were suppressing. But well, that's what's happening to me. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, it's a good thing. Yeah. Ultimately, it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I feel that right now. So, uh, do you want to? I know you are in the process of writing a book, or you wrote a book and it's coming out. Do you want to get get into that a little bit, and you know? Sure, sure. Um, I wrote, I channeled a book in two thousand and four in about three days, <laughs> and <Nice>. wow. <laughs> and I've been, I've probably edited it um, four times now, and I every time I set a date to say it's coming out something happens in my life where it totally takes me out all over again so the last thing was uh i got hit by a drunk driver at the end of 2015 i'm still recovering from mm, i'm sorry i know it, it, it took me i mean my healing journey is really a long super complicated story but um the gist of it was is i was pretty sick my whole entire life and then when I was 31, my third of four pregnancies that ended in miscarriages um, crippled me. And it took them over 20 plus years to diagnose me. And for most, for seven of those years, I was in level 10 from head to toe and in bed and had to kind of go in a wheelchair if I was going to go anywhere. Wow. But I had to like walk a lot or... <laughs> You know, and the doctors told me I was permanently disabled. I had no hope for any future. And I had to learn to manage you know, for the rest of my life. So that's what catapulted me um, into healing. Like before that, I was, I was going to school for environmental engineering. I was mad at all these people on the earth because they polluted everything with so many chemicals and so much stuff. And I was like, I'm going to clean up all the super fun sites. And, um at the time, there was only one program, which was at Humboldt State, and I, I was one semester away, and um, I planned on going there, completing my bachelor's, and then going to law school to fight for earth justice. Um, I, I now call it my divine intervention. It was, you know, God saying, hey, no, the planet's going to be fine, but you got to heal people. 
I have tons of friends that are psychic and, and empaths and um, very gifted. And um, all of them have been telling me like the deep state or whatever you want to call it these days, Illuminati, has been after me for three lifetimes trying to stop me from coming in with that book. And I can tell you just in this lifetime, how many times it's been stopped from putting it out there. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's now um, at the point of, um, I really want to launch the crowdfunding on Valentine's Day, knock on wood. I'm working with an image consultant, a public relations person to uh, vet a crowdfunding firm to see if they'll take on the, the uh, project. So you have to kind of fall in love with your project and then they don't charge you. They just take a percentage of it. So I was also um, looking into uh, partnering with one of the local charities here on Maui to um, donate 10% of the crowdfunding money to them. Nice. And um, haven't haven't decided yet which one it is, but I will be in the next like week or two. I will make a full decision and meet with them before I announce it. What are you? So, um, what are you calling this book? The book is called "The Power of Knowing: Your Guidebook to the Truth About Life." Um, it's about kinesiology, which has been around for thousands of years. It's the science of truth. The the healers have been using it. The dowsers have been using it to determine um, where the ley lines are, where you should drill for a well, and where the mines are, you know, like gold mines or crystal mines or whatever. And then also uh, the healers, it's like the chiropractors use it to decide which homeopath or which, homeopath, which supplement to recommend or where to adjust you for um, your overall health. Uh, also, the priests have been using it to what they call um, commune with the enlightened mind. It's just a phenomenal tool. It's something I've been doing for 30 years now. And I just want to teach everybody how to do it. So there's, you know, the book goes through like 13 different ways on how to muscle test. And then um, you can definitely influence the test. So I then teach you how to apply it to um, how to work out all the kinks and then how to apply it to your everyday life. Like you can apply it to your research. You can apply it to your medical professionals. Like, you know, if 10 the best this, this doctor could be for me, where are they at on that scale? Um, and you can build a healing team, you know, that are nines and tens so that you can actually get through what's happening. I mean, that's, that's how I started getting well because I was just picking out really good doctors and, you know, it took me a long time just to be able to communicate my symptoms because I was so symptomatic and so traumatized by everything. So it, it was definitely cha a challenging road to be on, you know, and I feel like I've been fighting for my life for every day since February 28th, 1995. Wow. Yeah, it's been a long road, a long road. And um, I feel blessed. At the same time, I felt very challenged, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I feel like everything is a blessing in disguise. That oh yeah, you know, yeah. And um, that is very true. Doesn't seem like so, it, at the time, but <laughs> no. You, you look back. So you know. The the book kind of goes into you know all those tests, how to get really um, 
accurate with it and how to, how to apply it and then how to apply it to your life and then how to apply it to your intuition. And at the end of the book, I teach you how to get into your sacred heart and how to apply it there so that you're asking questions and getting answers and able to validate that kind of builds your intuitive muscle. It builds your connection and vibration and frequency to the truth so that, you know, your body will start reacting too. Like, oh yeah, I know that's true. And you know, it kind of does that anyway. You know, when you get like goosebumps or we call them in California, goddess bumps. Um, yeah, I've recently <laughs> that, um, You know, when your hair stands on end, that it's true. You know it. And it, you know, my body is just like that times a million. <laughs> so yeah. I know. I've, <laughs> I've, recently, I've recently heard him called, uh, referred to as truth bumps. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Truth I like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's totally. true. Yeah, it is good validation. And, you know, just every time it happens, it's like you've just ascended just a little more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The more that we can line up with that energy, I think the more that we'll be able to um, ascend yeah. and and heal everything and um, steer the ship in a new direction. <laughs> yes. Well, I want I want to ask you. Well, actually, I'm I'm going to uh, let you know that when the, when this book does come out or when you're ready to do this, uh, we would be glad to help promote it or do whatever we can to help you uh, make this thing possible because I, I feel like it is essential that people start tapping into this information. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we have my, um, my mailing list, power news. If you subscribe to power news on my website or down below the video, you will be in the loop for the crowdfunding. So I, I really want to do it on Valentine's Day because it is the Sacred Heart. I feel like it should be launched with a lot of love vibrations, and sure. that would be the to do it, right? Perfect. Um, so it's about um, finalizing my online image. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed that I even have to do that, and then um, fine-tuning all the public relations around the book and um, vetting that crowdfunding firm. So. I got a lot of work in the next three weeks to do. <laughs> yeah, well, keep keep it up, keep it up, definitely. So, where can people? So, so the web, the website is powerenergeticmaui.com, correct? Yes. Yeah. And that's where people can go to book a session with you and find out about the book. Also, you do Facebook lives every Sunday where you have people call in and you do healings that way. You want to tell us a little bit about all that? Sure, sure. We're having a lot of different events right now. Um, one thing that I'm doing in January, so next Sunday, January, what's going to be the date? Looking up my calendar right now. Yeah, uh, next Sunday? The 26th. Yeah. January 26th will be, I think, the last Facebook Live. I feel like I'm just getting in trouble and I'm getting censored and I'm not able to post or share into groups anymore. I'm not, they're blocking me from even sharing my live when it's live to groups that are mine. <laughs> yeah. It blocked the one. Of, I just released the episode of abundance TV and they blocked the lady that was sharing the video from sharing in groups too. Wow. Like, yeah. And, um, I think I told you that it's like, uh, I shared, I shared our video Tyler to my LinkedIn and it, or 
No, I think it was a couple of weeks before that I shared a Facebook live to LinkedIn and it said security check required. So they weren't even going to let people watch it without a security check. So I just deleted the post and then I, I re posted it with just the link instead of the video and it went through, but still, um, I yeah. seem to be pissing the right people off, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, definitely. But it kind it kind of, it kind of makes me, um, a little bit stressed about it because of the crowdfunding for the book. I want to be able to share, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I did meet a gentleman that started a new social media platform, just like Facebook, except the algorithm includes everybody. So anytime you post anything, it goes out to every single person on your friends list. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. So um, I have... I have his information. I'll link that social media. It's like, I can't remember the name of it exactly. I think it was like Florb, F-L-O-R-B, but I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, well, that's that's necessary, though. It's unfortunate that it has to be like that. Because <laughs> I know when I share stuff, like, if I, if I share a picture, like, update my profile picture, like, everybody will like it. If I share anything about any type of truth, I'll be lucky if I get one like. Get one or two. If maybe. anything, it's yeah. crickets. It's if that, yeah. yeah. It, and it's. I'm having the same problem. I'm having the same problem since like last July. I also have had my website hacked a bunch of times since last July. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like I'll go on there and I'll click on a link and it takes me to the back office so I could edit the <laughs> website. Wow. So instead of taking my clients to uh to what they think they're clicking on it takes them to my back office what <laughs> wow that's crazy <laughs> it was totally crazy and it it happened happened over thanksgiving and it happened over christmas and like last christmas it was my first year in business i did all this business and this year i did not do one penny really yeah Jeez. yep yeah, i think wow. that was that was an intentional attack yeah I feel and and I almost like I felt like giving up because I'm like you know here I am putting out all this great content I'm um, speaking the truth I'm um, you know fulfilling my destiny I'm doing my purpose <laughs> yeah but yeah I'm not getting the support that I should be getting you know this is weird because I did it in San Diego I had like 50 people at my first event you know it was nice yeah whatever awesome. you know but. Um, now, uh, I just decided to do it online and instead of getting a uh, positive response, like I did in San Diego, I'm getting all this backlash on, um, banning me from posting to groups, banning me from posting, commenting on my own videos. <laughs> like, oh my Jeez. God, yeah. this is intense. This is really intense. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. Yeah. So now instead of giving up i feel like oh my god i'm doing the right thing i'm doing something right because i'm pissing off the right people because exactly. i've got something valid and something solid and yeah. um it works and and they don't like that because you know maybe like grasshopper didn't he felt like he never had um he's chinese so he just didn't feel like he had enough of an appeal like a hollywood appeal to reach the masses you know but he, his techniques are, they're not like mine because he's not channeling the sacred heart, but they're, his protocols are top notch and his technique is really good. And 
You know, it got me out of pain. It got me out of that level 10 pain that I'd been in forever. It's really been just a phenomenal journey. But I, I have friends that call me the Forrest Gump of alternative medicine because I laid in bed and all these great healers came to my door. And I didn't <laughs> do anything. I was just praying, please, God, help me. Please, God, help me. You attracted them to you. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Not by chance either. No, nope. Yeah. So I'm going to flip the script a little bit here. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you're talking about the censorship and everything. Like, that's just a fractal of what we're seeing happening right now in the world uh, with all this corruption being exposed, uh, this, you know, the pedophilia and the sex trafficking and all this stuff. Uh, and I just, I just like to hear your opinion and your thoughts on that because, you know, you're, you're tapped in, you know, like most people aren't. So you might have a different view or perspective on what you see happening in the world. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, it, it's a big one. I don't even know where to start with it. The big, uh, the big topic. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I definitely watched a few videos about Epstein and um, I do know there's a bunch of sealed indictments behind it. Um, yep. I've heard a lot of different um, opinions of things from different clients you know um about what's going on with all of that uh i was raised far to the left so um my family was kind of far to the left and uh so when i first started hearing this stuff i really didn't i don't know it's kind of far-fetched right seems way out there but the more i listened and the more i um listen to my clients because they're paying me <laughs> to, to talk, right? And tell their stuff. Um, you know, I I know a lot of people that these types of things happen to, you know? Um, a lot of my clients had uh, abuse as children and suffered at the hands of a pedophile. And it's not so much um, the elite, and you think about like how much is reported and how much is never reported. Think about that. Yeah. Because people just feel very ashamed of not only that it happened to them, but that it was their family or um, they feel uh, separate. It makes them feel separate because they, they don't feel good about themselves. So it's really a healing crisis we're having when it comes to our uh, sexuality and our, and our own health. Mm-hmm. and well-being and um as far as as the elite i mean from what i understand and and this is just i haven't gone and tested it i should say i haven't muscle tested it but from what i understand just the whole uh q thing just about um the spin on what trump's doing i can't say i'm a trump supporter but I know that like Abraham Hicks, they were saying to support Trump before while he was running, you know, and they were saying that he basically was an angel in disguise, obviously. Uh, I've heard that. <laughs> well, I, I didn't even know yeah. uh, Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks was saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so him being an angel, like if I test, is that true? I get yes. And I'm getting truth bumps all over my body when I'm saying it. Really? So, yeah. And and it's like, God, I know just 
from what some of my clients were saying about the climate change and why he didn't sign the climate change was because he didn't want to fund the chemtrails and yeah. the GMO of the weather. Yeah, well, and, um, the climate change, it's not in, in, you know, a lot of environmental things, it's like, yeah, we need to take care of the environment and stop the bad stuff. But a lot of it gets used by these globalists, you know, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. Yeah as like an excuse because they're always like you know what what kind of problems can we either create and use or use that are already problems to as an excuse to uh, further their agenda like you know to to put all these laws and regulations and you know oh we need a one world government because the planet's going to get destroyed if we don't and then they take over and then you know yeah it goes downhill from there so it's not you know and you try to tell people stuff like this and it's like if you don't know what's really going on, you're never gonna, you're just never gonna get it because there's, you're not gonna be open to hearing it. <laughs> so much deeper than most people realize. Yeah, and they think you're just yeah. a right wing well, crazy person or whatever. Yeah, you know, I get called that, but I'm like, I'm not right or left. I'm not. I I'm not on the spectrum in my opinion. Yeah, at all. Yeah. I'm just saying I was raised to the left. The other thing is just like, so if that were true. I can say I watch the skies every day. And um, when I first got here, there were lots of chemtrails every day, every day. And now I rarely see them. So if he's actually responsible for that, praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I see well, and, as well here. In and, that, and the other thing that was shared with me um, confidentially really is that even the wall in Mexico, it wasn't about keeping immigrants out. It wasn't about separating parents and children. It was about keeping pedophile out from being able to make money on children. And it was about um, keeping the, the drugs um, from crossing the border. It was, from, it was about all about defunding the deep state. Yes, so, thank um, you. Yes, exactly. That's, that's it. Because the deep that's state... It are the clients for this for the children for the drugs it's sad it's terrible to say but uh yeah. you know there's a reason this is a problem because the clients exist in the united states and you have to stop that yeah and so i mean i think what was there like 100 or 150,000 indi sealed indictments behind epstein it's like, close to 150,000 now i believe yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is that is insane, and um, yeah. you know why isn't that headline news? Why isn't should um, be. Yeah. yeah, well, because they own the media. Exactly. <laughs> That's, exactly. I mean, it's the obvious. Silence, the silence is deafening. <laughs> yeah, on that and many other things. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, this is a strange world we're living in. It's a strange paradigm that we're shifting through right now because um, it's hard to know what's real and what's not. And, who's what and what's where and where do you stand party lines i don't know i mean it's uh feels like the wild wild west in a sense like <laughs> yeah it really does. <laughs> so i don't know i just pray to god that trump is an angel and that he's here to save us i know that you know i've i've studied a lot of narcissistic abuse when narcissists or sociopaths or psychopaths are running a smear campaign on you and gaslighting you, it looks a lot like what President Trump is having to go through. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, 
see that, oh, <coughs> I can't say like, hey, I like this guy or I don't like this guy, but if he's really doing good for us, for the big picture, um, if he's uh, uh, putting the power back to the people, then I, I'm fully in, you know, fully support that whole yeah. agenda. Yeah. I, I don't like where things have gone, especially since 9-11. I think, you know, my family was really political. And I know at 9-11, that day, what was it? The hanging Chad was before that? Or yeah. Was that the, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bushes are 100% deep state yeah. so it's it's not a left or right thing like like we said it's, no no it's not it's definitely sides. Not. yeah yeah um but i feel like um when uh, bush stole the election from gore i was like this is not real and it was <laughs> obvious like this yeah, is yeah. not real anymore my vote doesn't count I, I i could vote all day long and it's not going to count um and I, I what did they they had some 14 year old girl hack into the voters registration and change in like 14, five seconds or something ridiculous. Yeah. So it's not really real anymore. And we don't, they're still kind of telling us we, we live in a free country, but it's not been free for a while. No, and then when nine 11 happened, I literally stopped watching the news that day. Really? I saw the tower fall once and I was done. I was like, they are so full of shit. I just could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I'm like, no way did that happen because if anybody was in our airspace, they would have taken them down yeah. without permission. Like yeah. just that. So I didn't, yeah, I just stopped believing everything they were telling us. And I turned off my, you know, my TV. I think I was watching like a movie that day on cable or something. And, and I flipped over and saw it. I was like, oh my God, and flipped back. I was like, that's it. <laughs> I, was I don't need to hear anymore <laughs> i was only 14 at the time and a long ways from being awake so i thought it was completely real until yeah, many man. years later and i actually did research and there was about a million things that didn't add up and were very obviously obviously a controlled demolition it felt free fall speed um See, i gotta say there's so many things i gotta say something so i was in ninth grade when this happened and we were in the library they told us 9-11 happened, and I, I didn't even know. Yeah, we were both in ninth grade. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know the importance of it. And here was my, like, it was so far removed from my reality. I was just like, does that mean we get to leave school early? Like, <laughs> does that mean? I was like, does that mean we get to leave school early? That's all you care about. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Like, I just, okay. And I believe, oh, they care. It's okay. You know. Everyone was saying World War Three was starting. I remember that day at school, like New York's exploding. World War Three is starting. <laughs> the terrorists are attacking us. So, I think World War Three is um, conscious. Yes, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, totally. It's yeah. battle of the mind. It's been happening for at least five years. And we're all fighting. We're all warriors, light warriors. Uh, you know, the other thing that I can say about Las Vegas when we were living there in 92 and 93 and my boyfriend was, you know, he was always paying attention to all that stuff back then when I wasn't. And um, the one thing that I remember the most was the potential to wake up in Vegas was so extremely high because there was no value for money, time, and something else. Because one minute you could be a millionaire and the next minute you could be homeless. And yeah. there was just, 
So what they did was they installed all these antennas all over Vegas to put out a low frequency to keep people in a constant state of confusion. Really? Yeah. Even back then. That's interesting. That is interesting. To keep them asleep. It makes sense. I feel like, in a sense, that's what the cell phone towers are these days. Oh, Oh, yeah. I agree with that. It's just scrambling our whole biocomputer. And you got the Wi-Fi now on top of that, and yeah, it's the five G rollout. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I, and who knows, like five G, yeah. like like you said, if they were doing that back then, that still might be taking place in every city aside from the cell phone towers. Oh like, yeah, Pro- probably. Oh, yeah, in the streetlights, uh, which we know for a fact is happening. Uh, you know, streetlights have mm-hmm. government or military technology in them that are sending out frequencies. Probably. Yeah, I know every time I go into the city in St. Louis, I can totally feel like the vibration is boom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa. It's funny you say streetlights because when I um, when we would drive together in a car in Vegas, um, we literally were blowing up the streetlights. Like our vibe was so high. Really? Like, wow. <laughs> it and we're like whoa that's amazing (laughs) i went through a whole phase where i was blowing up all everything electrical around me finally i somebody shifted me out of it so that if if i my vibe changes that my electronics change in the same frequency with me they stay with me otherwise you can blow everything up it's really that'd be a problem (laughs) i blew up my car when i woke up what yeah my whole entire car wow that's that's crazy Because I, you know, I had gone up to see the dead and we, I spent like a week up there. I had all these magical, mystical experiences. And then I was driving back down and I realized the whole vibration of the car changed because the tires were new and the, and the rims were new and, and they weren't totally aligned. So it was a little funky because, you know, I got a $35 fix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there, at the time there was no radio from that you could really listen to from San Francisco to San Diego. It was like a lot of open space and stuff. Yeah. And um, so I had a lot of quiet time in, in the new meditation chamber. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was asking a lot of questions. I was like, wow, because it really freaked me out. You know, I was like, who could I talk to about this? <laughs> Waking <Yeah>. up stuff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was just a really fascinating time. And, and so as, this is even weirder, so as I'm going through Camp Pendleton, all of a sudden my car just completely, the lights all go off and the thing whole, whole thing powers down. And I had to pull over to the side of the road and spend the night there. And of course I woke up to some like general or some military guy saying, what are you doing here? And I said, my car broke down last night. I couldn't, you know, it was before cell phones, everything. Yeah. So I <laughs> just like stuck there. Oh, wow. So yeah, he, he managed to get it jump started, and then I drove it to San Diego and um, it never drove again. That is crazy. I know. It was so crazy. So I was like, that was an expensive lesson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of validating in but a way, it, too. Yeah, though. it's validating at the same time. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. This stuff is real, and I, I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was quite a quite an amazing time. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, all these things we've been talking about and all the censorship that I've been experiencing this last week around um, power energetics and 
I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm just a simple girl <laughs> that needed to figure out how to heal because my life depended on it. And, um, and because of my prayer, because I was really genuine with my prayer that, uh, my prayers came true. And like I said, all these masters came to me and I really started waking up and developing my intuition and my psychic abilities on the dead lot. I was having a lot of prophetic dreams and um, psychic hits on like what to do and what not to do. And everything that I was saying would later, you know, like the next day come true. So I was going through somewhat of an awakening and I was following my bliss. I was, um, all I can say is Jerry Garcia is probably the best shaman I've ever studied with because he would work the whole entire crowd. Um, you could go to five shows in a row and party and at the wake up on the fifth, you know, the morning of the fifth show the next day and feel better than you did when five days ago when you got there. So it, wow. it was so healing on so many different levels. And, you know, people were, it was very peaceful. Um, people loved each other unconditionally. There was no um, judgments. There was just everybody was your best friend and they were all trying to help you. And everybody believed in miracles and everybody was so grateful that once you walked into this like gratitude matrix, whatever you thought of yeah. just came to you like that, you know? Yeah. Like, well, you're all creating that field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so Maui's a lot like that because everyone's grateful to be here. And so things that you think of can come to you, you know, it's very similar to the grateful dead lot when Jerry was like, I know that, uh, I was a spinner on a deadlock. So that meant in my community that I just, I, I danced like the whirling dervish or a Sufi dancer where I was just spinning in circles for like four hours straight. Nice. <laughs> and, but I, all these magical things would happen. It was like, you know, um, things in my life that weren't quite right would come up into my field and I would look at it and I would question it. You know, how could I make, how, basically how could I heal that? But I didn't, think of it in those terms at that time but how could I make that right and um eventually an answer would come to me and then it would fly off of me while I was spinning <laughs> so I was healing myself before I even really knew what that was it was just really super magical I can't even begin to explain it I miss that more than anything dancing and spinning on the very last tour in 1995, was on the, I was on the East Coast from California. We probably were on tour, tour for two months straight to go into shows. And I know that um, I met this girl, Peggy, in Giants Stadium in New Jersey. And she, when she was spinning, was moving the energy. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I want to do that. I want to do that. Teach me how to do that. <laughs> so she did. And then I was like, oh my God. Then it was like, took it to a whole new level. I lived in San Diego for 15 years in Ocean Beach. And it's a small, um, very liberal pocket of San Diego. I've heard of Ocean Beach. And, yeah. yeah. And there was a, a, there still is a bar there called Winston's. And they would have a Grateful Dead night every Monday night, probably for the last 30 years they've done it. And uh, I'd go up there and I'd dance. And I'd call in all the angels and I would, you know, ask them to like knock on the hearts of everyone and to wake them up and to like, I could change the whole energy of the room while I was dancing. And it was so much fun. Like, you know, and that, that's really 
part of how I was waking up was following this bliss and doing these dances and calling in the angels and really um, working the energy. I don't even know how to explain it. After Peggy, I was just like, this is for me. And the only thing that I've ever really found that comes close to that is Tai Chi. But I, I jumped into a Tai Chi class one time in Balboa Park. And it was a master class, and I stayed completely in sync with everybody. Wow. And they couldn't believe that it was the first time I had ever done it. And I said, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. They're like, You were a master in other lifetimes. There's no <laughs> way you could have just jumped in like that. And I was like, Well, yeah. I just knew I needed to do it. And so that's the only thing because you're in sync with everybody on an energetic level, and it's just super empowering and super. Yeah, I'm a Qigong, which is similar, which is very similar to that. And I felt it 100%. It was, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> well, um, trying to do that. You, yeah. you, grasshoppers work, the healing work that, but got rid of my level 10 pain. Um, it's rooted in Qigong and kinesiology. Yeah. It's yeah. just without the exercises and without yeah. just the energetics of Qigong. Yeah. Yeah, the heal the healing frequencies and the vibes and the philosophies around it are similar. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. something I need to start tapping into. Is some of these, you know, any, any type of heck, even if I started with yoga, <laughs> I yoga, mean, I need yeah. to do something. You know, yoga is great too. Uh, I feel like I could be doing a lot more than that. Coffee and doing yoga is like the pathway to peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm addicted to coffee. That's a tough yeah. one for me. <laughs> It's going to be a hard one. I, I can see a lot. Once I'm, once I'm drinking coffee, I know it's time for a cleanse because I can't even wake up without it. That just means I'm overloaded and I need to cleanse. That's, yeah. that's my new uh, thermostat for where I'm at uh, as far as frequency goes sure. these days. I agree with that. Yeah. But right now, I'm fully drinking coffee. I'm <laughs> <under> <laughs> All right. Well, nice. Elizabeth, I think we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much for doing this. We got into a lot of interesting stuff. It's going to be great. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to just say, I think the only thing we really didn't get into was the events that are coming up. We talked about the book a little bit. Um, the Facebook Live on, on Sunday, the 26th at 10 a.m. Uh, Hawaiian Standard Time. I'm also doing like a healing circle on Maui. So if you're a healer and uh, you want to come out and do ritual on the new moon or the full moon, we're um, cultivating community, heartfelt community through prayer and ritual and consistency, trust. Um, and then uh, I have a certification program coming up in the fall. Um, so if you want to learn how to do power energetics, I could teach a two-year-old how to do it, but it's a two-year, 500-hour program, and it has one year of support after you graduate, um, a monthly call, a business plan, and a listing on our website, among other things. It's like a fully rounded program, so you get really good at healing yourself, healing others, um, and uh, doing Facebook Lives, because we're going to do a private group where... Um, each, each student's going to do their own Facebook Live every week. So we're just kind of doing it so that we, it's like a study, online study group. And um, to see how uh, everybody in the class is looking at the work, um, how they're interpreting it, how they're practicing it. Um, that way it gives us a chance to fine-tune it and to really add to it and to um, dial it in. 
And then I also do retreats on Maui. So if you're coming to Maui and you want to do a custom retreat, you want to learn how to do power energetics or kinesiology, or you want to go on a whale watch, or you want to sit on the beach and snorkel or swim with the dolphins or, um, Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah do, I mean, we, we have all, all kinds of uh, combinations of what you can do. We're doing, um, private groups and corporate groups. I think that's it. And I just want to appeal to you guys out there, you know, please sign up for my mailing list so that you are uh, notified when the book crowdfunding campaign is launched, because I really need your support. Please spread the word. Um, the truth is so important to get out there. And it's really important that people start thinking for themselves, feeling for themselves and navigating this crazy world we're living in. It's just, I don't know. I want to, you know, it's my mission. I'm here to awaken and heal you guys. So nice. it sounds really weird to say that, but no. I'm on a mission from God. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm, I'm looking to gain some support and some, um, some visibility because, uh, I, I really like, I mean, everybody I've, I've talked to that's read me and what's going on with me and power energetics is really, you know, the deep state hasn't wanted this book or my work out in the world and has known about me for the last three lifetimes and has been targeting me for three lifetimes, not just this. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I feel very, um, I'm just reaching out to the community and asking for support and for help and for um, some visibility. And, and uh, if you can share this video, we would greatly appreciate it. Please tag anybody you know that's in pain. Um, make sure you subscribe and like, you know, Power Energetics. We're, I'm all over social media and um, I'm really grateful to Tyler and to Aaron uh, for having me on the show. We cleared Tyler's um, back pain. And you were going to kind of say, we were going to drop into that, give some feedback. and Yeah, we'll do it quickly um, before we wrap up here. I called in, for everybody who doesn't know, I called in last Sunday to her live and she did a healing on my lower back, which I've had lower back pain my entire life. And since then, it, I was, you know, in a nutshell here, um, I, I had for so long developed new ways of doing things, even literally like to bend over and lift up the toilet seat, I would have to kind of go sideways. And I, and I realized I'll, I don't have to do that ever since Sunday. I, yeah. So we'll just, we'll, we'll end it on clearing your back pain again and taking off this next layer and and allow the audience to see how quick it works. <laughs> um, the first thing that comes up is physical. Uh, it's your bones. So we're gonna strengthen your rib cage, your spine, your rotator cuffs, your cranial sacral bones and your facial bones, your muscles, your fascia, your interstitium, and the cells of your interstitium. And now with that, how's your back feel? It's hard to tell just sitting here. Uh, I'd have you to can move around if you want. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, that's amazing. It, I know there's certain ways I can move to trigger the pain, and it, and it just, this is what happened on Sunday. I got up and I felt like I had a set of legs. 
nice. And um, are you still at a seven or eight? Right now, I don't even feel it. Maybe, maybe. I think it's like a nine. Yeah, let's get you up to a ten. One, two, one, two. So it's um emotional to mental. It's like you're overthinking, overguarding, overprotecting, and almost like replaying the past. So we're gonna clear that. So you're in a cycle or a time loop or a pattern around it. So we're gonna break those and recycle that. And now how's that feel? You're gonna make me get up again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> actually, actually the best way is just to twist my torso here. Yeah, that feels better. Oh, it just popped. <laughs> I heard that. Nice. That's what happens too, is there's like a lot of unforced pops. And um, it just kind of, you know, it sounds strange, but I can do chiropractic over the phone. <laughs> yeah. well, he just heard it. I heard it, yeah. <laughs> well, you look a lot lighter and brighter all of a sudden. Yeah, hey, thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think you're at a nine and a half, so you're almost at a 10. It's still mental. I think it's about overprotecting. Feels like you're a little bit on guard around what's what's happening and how things are playing out right now. So we're gonna clear all that plus twenty other things. And now, how does that feel? Oh man, yeah, that's a tough question to ask <laughs> on the spot. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm just clearing your weaknesses around what I said. Doesn't mean you have it or don't have it. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I feel great. It feels great right now to be. Can't find it. No. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to strengthen you and integrate that. See how that goes. So that's how quick it is. He's yeah. had that pain his whole life. We, we cleared it on Sunday, and um, he had a little residual layers uh, left. So we cleared that up and cleaned it up. And, you know, um, you can just, if you have one issue, you can just call in and get a tune-up, and we can address that one issue. It's very... Uh, it's really fun. Like, who has fun healing? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want to revolutionize medicine. <laughs> amazing. Okay. This is real medicine yeah. right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Thank, thank you so much, much you guys. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I found a nice, quiet place to do it. I hope the video turns out well. well and um, yeah, I look forward to uh, connecting on Thursday when it comes out. I'll yeah. make sure to share it. And... Uh, It'll Watch be, it. I'm it'll curious. Be premiering live, so you can get on the live chat on if YouTube. If you want, and, yes. And chat without everybody who's listening. So, but with that, we'll go ahead and end it. Thank you so much for the healing. Thanks for coming on and doing this. All of her, all of your information is going to be in the video description below. So everybody, head over to the website, hit her up, get a yes. healing. It works. It really does. Uh, it's truly amazing. And it's the new, it's a new wave of healing, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's the new yes. wave of healing. I like that. <laughs> so, uh, Thank you so much for having me on. Much love yeah. and aloha from Maui. And uh, I look forward to Thursday. All right. Yes. All right. Good night. Aloha, Good night. you guys. Aloha. 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 aloha.